Let's wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down Wake and bake four seven nine. Getting it going, guys. Getting it going with the Minnesota legit steam rolling. We're gonna steamroll it up in this biatch. Yeah. And, uh, let's get a little toked up. Talk about grow. Talk about what's growing on. Tell you that this show is brought to you by Real Growers. Hey, I know that guy. Raymo Nutrients. So that guy. Green pads. Uh, the DGC and everybody hanging out, man. Yes. So let's get into it. Who do we got today? First off, I want to get executive producer. Dude, I got to give it to my boy Stoner QC, and the QC is quality control, man. Home, home, homeboy's always got my back, man. Really cool guy. Uh, he's my buddy that uh, does all the packaging with me. He's like a p- packaging professional, and man, he's come out a couple times and gone to dispensaries and all that and just hooked him up, man. So uh, just a really cool guy and uh, does really good business and has helped me out a ton. Um, so Stoner QC, your executive producer. For, is this 479? Do I have that right? Yes, you do. Okay, I don't know what happened yesterday. Was that a numbered show? Did we, did we skip? Wait, 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 I guess this is 480. I think it is, man. That's what I was wondering, man. Oh, man, it, look at that. It doesn't count unless the dude shows up, man. Don't get this one's gonna. This one's going to be worth more now because of the, the Oh, the yeah, that's true, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stoner QC, executive producer, 480. Love it. I Much believe. appreciated, sir. <laughs> All right, coming up, man, we're going to talk about NR Grow. I got some Harlequin kicking, made a cool video for you guys, um, as well as, uh, well, hell, let's just get into uh, what's going on. But before we do, Remo, 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 whichever one you like, or roll the R or don't, Nutrients, Remo Nutrients, guys, uh, good quality nutrient company, man, got their starter kits. I've been feeling bad because it's like, dude, I got to run this, and I have the opportunity now to run Ramo Nutrients. I'm going to run Ramo Nutrients for a full run with the official grow-off uh, me and Guru have scheduled finally. Um, it's a soft schedule, but, but in a nutshell, we're both going to be going against each other with the same genetics, Spectrum King lighting, and why not tie, for me, Ramo Nutrients in there. So you, what, same doing, nutrients or different nutrients? Different nutrients. I'm a, oh, we're doing different nutrients. He's doing some no-till combo... Soil tests, I don't Some know. Some nutrient it too complicated. bullshit. Who knows, <laughs> Making man. it too complicated. But it's going to be fun, guys, because we've been wanting to see what uh That does what sound complicated do. about mixing your soil right and building it right in the beginning and then just adding microbes. That sounds complicated as all hell, sir. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to go, <laughs> probably going to go can of cocoa and Remo Nutrients with a little recharge up in there. So check them out, guys. Uh, good company. If, even if you just want to go check them out for the entertainment value, man. Ramo's a cool cat. Got a great YouTube channel. He's always token down uh, more than... I mean, he's the person I say that proves cannabis is not lethal. Hey. So take it like that. <laughs> <I> <laughs> What's will, up? I will say that Ramo Nutrients came to us from Katie K, who has used it to grow some real dank, man. She actually entered that... Uh, what was that? Mira OG. Back in the day, she entered into the cup. And, I mean, it had amazing flavors. I remember asking her about it, and she said it was Ramo Nutrients that she used it to organic or veganic style nutrient i guess you can't really call it that can you but that's the the, the type of philosophies they use with no animal byproducts and uh the flavor comes through absolutely so good stuff check it out guys if you're watching the video show i still got uh, a kit here 
or your Colorado grower, get a hold of me through dudegrows.com. Hit the contact and just put Ramo Nutrients in the subject, man. I want to hook this up to a grower out here. Put it to good use so you can enjoy the dank as well. Deal, right? Man. Deal. That being said, man, what is growing on, Scotty? I got a question for you right off the bat, man. Where did I go a couple months ago when I went to Michigan for a cup? Was that not the Cannabis Cup? Was that some other? I mean, my mind yeah, was on some racetrack, right? Right. Because I opened my, my social media this morning, and it says that there's a Michigan Cannabis Cup in Clio, Michigan, September 9th and 10th. And I was like, I thought I already went to one. So what am I missing, man? I don't know. Maybe the one last year? Or it's only annual, right? I was just there, though. What cup did I go to two months ago? M- must no have been, must have been a different event. I must must have maybe been. it was a dream. I didn't even know you were in Michigan two <laughs> no, months you, ago you, either. You, you definitely went to the Cannabis Cup in Michigan. Was it the in the Expo or something? Maybe maybe I was confused. No, I'm pretty man. sure it was it was an action. It was a High Times Cannabis Cup. Yeah, Mi Frosted Flake. Where the hell were we, man? <laughs> well, at least this time, man. Are you you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to break it off this time. If you, I mean, you're going to miss Akon though. Akon's performing I September that, 10th, which man. I saw. I don't that. know who he is. But, uh, well, Wycliffe Jean. All right, all right. Yeah, there's some anyway. good people actually showing up there. I'd like to see if I can get up and go. I know I've got to be in, uh, I've got to be out somewhere else the next week, so I'm not sure that I can pull it off. But if I can, I would go. I went to that Clio. Uh, I met, hung out with uh, uh, Malik Spider a couple years ago. Was it last year? We had a great fucking time, man. There are some Dude, awesome let's just people save our Michigan. money for Jamaica, man. March 8, uh, 2018. That would be, uh, I have not been to Jamaica. I so, uh, wonder though. I've been to Jamaica and it's awesome. There's there's interesting, really good natural cannabis down there. Um, but dude, if we could hook it up with potent ponics, man, get on down to Jamaica, that would be a hell of a trip. That would be. Man. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. Okay, potent ponics, call me. Let's do it. All right, next DGC <laughs> party, Jamaica, March 2018. Let's get it. Hey man, I was getting the coffee this morning, and uh, the guy in front of me just has a gun sticking out of out of the back of his, uh, you know, like the small of his back, you know, holster and a gun. Uh-huh. And I was just a little shocked by it, you know? And I, I will say, cop, no cop, could have fucking grabbed that thing. I mean, I was within six inches of it, you know? I was like, how the fuck is putting a gun behind your back secure, <laughs> man? You know? I was just thinking to myself, probably how the fuck in is this holster. guy? Yeah, in a holster. He's sitting there with a... I mean, that guy could have pulled it out in a split second. I'm sure he's really good with it. But what the hell? Since when is putting a gun in the small of your back and then walking around a restaurant in Little Fort Collins, Colorado? Okay, man. I mean, I, I know it used to be just fine. But, uh, man, if you probably could, a detective or law enforcement, I'm or sure he carry. was. And here's my point. I'm all for freedom. OK, so if you can do that, why the fuck can't I put a joint behind my ear and go order my coffee, man? Why? If he if he can't, he can. I can't. In Colorado. A, I can't have a joint behind my ear, man. I, th- I can't, can't be out in the open. A cop would fucking harass the shit out of me for that. Hmm. I guess you're not. You're not publicly laws. using it. You're just publicly. Yeah, I don't know if there's any laws there. I can, I, so I can walk around with a fucking bag tied around my, you know, a, a quarter bag tied around my uh, neck. I think so. I'm, I'm not try I'm, not, I'm not sure <laughs> if you can have it on public display. Who all knows? right, we're all creatures of habit. I'm showing up tomorrow with a joint behind my ear. See what <laughs> You'd be fine with a J behind your ear. I mean, I don't know. You. Uh, and I don't actually. I think there might be a loophole there if you want to make some new nug jewelry that you can display it. You know, some nice uh, Harlequin earrings. Check them out. <laughs> Smoke <laughs> right off of them. I just thought it was weird that you know that, that you know. 
I don't know, man. You just see all this weird stuff with guns. You know, it's fine. I'm not anti-gun at all. I actually like guns. But uh, I, just, I just think it's interesting that the guy can, you know, walk around with brandishing a I don't say brandishing, but with a weapon in plain sight, man. And uh, if, yeah, if that's well, we the did case, see a cat at that. I think I was with you at the Indo Expo last year. This guy was wearing black head to toe, and he's walking around in the Indo Expo with a like a like a Glock mounted a sidearm, right. and wearing like combat boots. And I'm like, hmm, how do you smoke? When I don't out see of that thing, any man. any badge or any idea in this world of crazy shit that goes on sometimes with guns. Like you say, it does make you know it makes me think a little bit. Or when you go. Simply with your, at the time, 10-year-old boy and wife and daughter and learn to plank with the twenty two at a firing range out in National Forest and the guy next to you pulls up and is throwing random shit in the air and trying to unload as many bullets out of his nine he can before it hits the ground. You're like, uh, that is, I guess it looks fun, but if he simply <laughs> just turned this way, we'd all be dead. Yeah, so, no good. Anyway. No good. Anyway. Yeah, you know, I'm all for oh. guns, man. I'm just all for having guns while you smoke your joints, man. You know? I just think if homeboy should have... Uh, should should have the right to carry a gun out in public, and I should have the right to to have a joint, man. You know, it's we should like, all go out shooting sometime because I know Guru likes to get toked up, get his target on, and I was a little embarrassed uh, during the Floyd Mayweather fight, peeps. I was trying to be on target with the BB gun, and there was apparently even a like twelve year old girl doing better than me. <laughs> all I know is I was in so. the kitchen. I I almost caught a ricochet <laughs> from inside the kitchen. All right, so that was we, when it ended. I walked. Yeah, weed and guns, man. Ended. I don't know if they make. Scott looks at well. me and he goes, "Put the BB, time to put the BB guns away." <laughs> yeah, they're ricocheting around the house, man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I get your point, man. I get your point. Yeah, we're we're so you shamed just, for uh, the guy's got a you know a machine that's designed to kill people with. Anybody steps out of line, he's saying right there. That's his message. Step out of line. It's not designed kill to kill people. It's designed to protect people, Scott. By All killing right. bad people. It is a tool for personal protection. Oh, fuck you guys. It's a tool for killing people, man. If you kill the right person that's fucking causing all the havoc, then you save the day or whatever. You kill the wrong person, you fucked up. It's a tool for killing people. Hey, man. Hey, man. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. With all right. Guns. Let's get straight. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so it's talk. the car's fault when they get in a wreck? Yes. <laughs> so who, who the hell you're watching? What's Jungle Boys? Jungle, oh, that's the Breeders Jungle Boys. Yeah, Jungle Boys are these guys out in L.A. And I've always had respect for them. Because, I think they're out in L.A. They're out in California anyhow. But I, I've always had respect for them because they seem like they really understand what they're doing as far as the nutrients and whatnot. They're not all about buying gimmicks. They're all about uh, you know finding sources of nitrogen, you know, sources of NPK, and, and basically designing their own nutrient program, which I thought was kind of cool. Same shit that Ag Boy does and... Uh, um, you know, a, a lot of these big, large-scale growers. So I, I just like checking them out. I was uh, on Instagram last night. Thank you, whoever shared it with me. But somebody shared a uh, Jungle Boys. And they were they, they were doing a live stream. Yeah, and they were just like, cruising around one of their grows, man, showing you everything. But they they had a really good video. I think we did a video breakdown on it one time, and I was really interested to see like they had their their separate stock tanks and whatnot, and they were doing it like. Uh, uh, you know, like ag style, which I thought was cool, mixing their own salts. So wait a minute, there. Are, I got the Jungle Boys, the TLC Collective. Is that the right? Uh, are they dispensary or are they? Yeah, they're a grow. I, I, at least the the it's a grow. Yeah. Uh, right on. I might have actually. You know what? It, 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 I'm on Jungle Boys right now. I'm on jungle thejungleboys.com, and uh, I believe that is where you want to be. Okay. Um, it was something to. Sorry, it was something to do with uh, the uh, way Google Fs you by how people pay for the top links. And the top link was an ad for somebody else. Interesting. I don't know. Awesome. Regardless, sorry. 
It's not awesome. I'm letting the LG Lemon G get to me. But go ahead, Scotty. Any, anyway, just thought it was fairly interesting, man. That's all. Cool, cool. Uh, I had a tip come in from... Uh, Potentonic Steve, on. man. I thought this was an awesome tip, by the way. Yes, the key. Because commenting on the show the other day, we are talking about decarbing, and I was making the Harlequin oil. And he goes, the key to decarbing is to do it in closed mason jars or vac-packed herb in boiling water. I've never heard of vacuum packing it and doing boiling water. I mean, that's pretty interesting. That is interesting. Um, he goes, works in all caps and a bunch of Ys way better. And you preserve all those awesome terps instead of stinking up your house and add them to your meds. Thanks, Potent Ponic Steve. Good tip. Um, I guess the mason jars are... Top and bottom are totally fine to go into the oven at 220. Yeah, they're, they're meant to or handle high Or maybe he's boiling right? them. I mean, aren't those mason jars supposed to be boiled? Isn't that how they work? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, mean, I mean, that's how you can or that's how you can, can jar things, something. Yeah. yeah, so I wondered that if That is getting a complete, a complete seal. So now you can tell Bruce Banner he doesn't have to stink up his house or your house anymore. It stunk, man. <laughs> it stunk up the neighborhood. Could smell it outside. Uh, thanks, man. Good tip, Potent Ponics, Steve. Um, all right, man. Let's move on to. Uh, oh, I got a little bit of a little grow talk in here, combined with a shout out to uh, Real Growers Recharge. Uh, before we do this question here from Maine Grower, um, check out Real Growers, realgrowers.com. Shout it out at Amazon. Prime that shit to your house, Real Growers Recharge. Make sure you're picking it up from Real Growers. This shit is getting so hot, man. People, I think, are making gimmetry recharge. (laughs) No, I don't know. Anyway, Scotty, here's a question for you. I just got my first batch. Flattery, sir. (laughs) It is. Once your product starts getting... Yeah, anyway, you got the point. I just got my first batch of recharge as well. I'm trying to find good usage directions for recharge using salt-based nutrients. Is it recommended to put along with feed or just to do a weekly feeding with water? Also, a question about pH at feeding. I'm using Rockwell cubes and usually hit 5.8 to 6.2 on regular feeding. Should I feed at that pH or will it not matter with a recharge? What you got, man? Man, you're We're using synthetic nutrients in Rockwell cubes. Awesome. What should we do? Awesome. It's going to work great for you. You're going to see a, a big difference, man. The, the key is that it just seems to work with those synthetic nutrients so well. The trichoderma, the combination of trichoderma and the bacillus together uh, seem to solubilize and then hold a bunch of that nutrition and make, and make it plan available. Uh, the good- now, bacillus is a general word, or a scientific, whatever, a scientific word. It means bacteria, right? You're not, that's, that's a, a general bacteria it's the term. the genus of bacteria. Things have okay. a genus, a species, and then sometimes even a subspecies. You know, like, yeah, I just didn't know if you're talking about Bacillus israeliensis. Oh, I'm sorry, israeliensis is a subspecies. But go on, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Unless I threw you off right in the middle too hard. <laughs> anyway, I don't, I don't think you're going to have to worry about pH either, man. Um, it, what happens is the uh, bacteria act as a buffer. Right now you're having to hit the exact pH at that 5.8 to 6.2 range uh, because the chemical salts are absorbed through the, the plant roots at specific ranges. So as, you, as it floats, uh, the salts are absorbed uh, into the roots. What you'd have to do, or what you don't have to, you don't have to worry about that now because the bacteria are going to be absorbing the nutrition and delivering it to the, to the plant roots. So it's, it's a little bit different. You got a, an organic buffer in there and you'll see it'll make a big difference. 
I would just use it you once can, a week. If you're using salt, yeah, once nutrients, a week treat. Yeah, keep with your plain water. Yeah, keep everything normal the way you're doing it. You're welcome to you know keep pH in. You know you'll see that it's not it's not going to be that sensitive anymore. But you know just change one variable at a time. So right now, just add the recharge once a week. Um, you can do it to all the plants. You can leave a couple plants out just so you can see a difference. Um, and and uh, I would just change that one variable right now. I think you will see a big difference. And, and please stay in touch, man. I want to know. Word thanks, main grower. And if you guys are ever watering in, recharge on a system that returns back to a central res. Uh, make sure you don't have runoff that goes back and sits around and that kind of thing. Since it is a biological, eventually you can have you know bad things happen if you're just letting something brew up the nasties. Well, what happens anytime you have bacteria? It needs to have some kind of air in there. So in the soil, like rock wool, that's famous for holding a lot of air. It can hold water and air. That's what makes it so neat. So that the bacteria can thrive in that kind of situation once it's in the media. But when it's in a reservoir, it's, it's a lot of water, and you have to be jamming a lot of air. That's where Tad was telling us about the, the airlift brewers and all those type of things. Um, those are to get a bunch of it to oxygenate the, uh, uh, the water enough just to keep the bacteria alive. So it's a little bit tricky in a reservoir. I wouldn't recommend it, uh, what I, but in the soil or in any kind of media, no problem whatsoever. Right on. Get yourself some recharge, guys. Hippie garden. Yeah. All right. Amen. Lagunitas. Yeah, I learned how to ah. say Lagunitas today. Lagunitas. You do it just like it's spelled, okay? <laughs> Got Dank Nug, guys. If you want to get some Dank Nugs up on DudeGrows.com, just go click on Dank Nugs. Yeah, it's from Lagunitas OG. He's got the Ninja Fruit, man, by Ocean Grown. Ninja Fruit by Ocean Grown Seeds. This strain has a ton of hype when it was first announced. And it was I was curious to try it and run a purple strain for the first time. I've enjoyed running OG strains in the past due to super consistency of their genetics. Every 10-pack, usually 12 of the regular seed packs I've gotten, I've found at least 3 to 4 great cuts. Ninja Fruit is a cross of Grapefruit Haze and Grape Ape. Nice, I've grown the Grape Ape before. I ran 2 from seed and 1 female and 1 male. The strain is usually a deep purple with orange highlights, but I was super stoked to get a red pheno, uh, pretty with more of the grapefruit haze cross. That's awesome. This smokes like a long flowering haze with a super short flower time of 50 to 55 days. Oh, my God. That does sound like some good shit. I want it. Okay, here's how we did it. Seven gal smart pot, veg time, eight weeks, flowering time, 52 days. Vegged under a Spectrum King closet case, the 100 water, and flowered under 600 watt Hortolux HPS. Beauty. Ran the Playground Power Pack which is the Playground A and B, Pure Clean Roots, Green Sensation, which we've had some talk on and off about yeah, the show. Yeah, Playground's no joke, man. Uh, Biocozyme and Mammoth P and Recharge. Love the Playground lineup and we will finish out this box and keep the Green Sensation when going back to Canna A and B line. Um, green Sensation kills when compared to Canna Boost. Hmm, hmm. I've heard, um, all I'm going to say me. is those are both guys that, that, that are cool with the show, man. So I will say that uh, Green Sensation is a very well-received product, man. People definitely dig that product. I don't know, man. Let's see where our loyalty lies. Let's edit that part out, actually. I'm just kidding. We guys will always be giving your guys opinions. We're not, you know, the show's owned by the crew and everybody. We want to we hear the truth. So good to hear. He goes, trust me, this, just switch it out on the next run and you'll be impressed. Uh, this strain is fun to run and smokes like a beast when you need that haze head high. Yeah. My go-to strain after a long day. Give the ocean-grown genetics a um, oh a if you if you, a run if you have 
the option as I've always been happy. Stay safe and lift it in a beautiful picture here of some awesome nugs. Um, very triked out. Looks great, dude. And I'm glad you got the, the red pheno he said there. Thousand nugs to you for uh, putting up your dank nug and being reviewed on the show. Use that over in DGC Shop for everything from neutrodians to can fans to DGC swag, whatever you want to get your hands on. Yeah. All yeah, right. man. Hey, Ninja Fruit. You know what? Yes. Lagunitas OG. I was actually uh, saw something that he did on uh, Google Plus. I thought was interesting. I thought kind of little bit a little bit of, of pre grow talk, man. He says this is from Google Plus. I'm going to run the Hempy Bucket system out of out on this pheno hunt. So I tried checking in on my grow spots and seeing overwatering by the and seeing overwatering by the caretaker. Oh, he says I'm tired of checking in on my growth spots and seeing overwatering by the caretaker. Specifically, I have one caretaker that has been uh, drowning the bedroom constantly. I've tried to teach him to feel no. the weight of each plant, but I'm getting at a point of serious frustration with this. The crazy thing is he kills it in, on the flower room when waters and his beautiful results. I went by yesterday, and the bedroom was on the brink of death. Seriously frustrated. So, yeah, overwatering I mean, is a real thing, okay. especially when things get sick. Uh, and they stop feeding. A lot of times you just want to, to love them to death and try to love them back to health. So you go and buy this liquid nutrient or that miracle cure, and uh, you're constantly pouring stuff on there, but you're drowning them. The whole time you're delivering this medicine, but you're drowning them. So overwatering is something that's a beginner's mistake that you seriously have to resist. Uh, letting a plant dry out is, is a huge benefit to it. When, when something seems a little bit wrong, uh, letting the plant dry out a little bit can definitely help. I mean, it's one place where if you're training or running multiple rooms or grows, like irrigation system is definitely, definitely clutch. I mean, I know Moby Dill, they didn't have irrigation for a while over at their, for their commercial grow. And then after you get irrigation dialed in, you have you know, a ton of more time. Not only did not, you know, train, you're not, you don't have to train people how to water fully anymore. You got to keep your eye on shit, but, uh. Yeah, automating it, whether it's with hempy buckets or drippers or whatever you're going to do, uh, usually. But you always got to still check on it. Don't assume it's always working. Yeah, you know? but the hempies are really easy. Uh, we, we need to get together and do like a stone call and uh, just go over the hempies because they are so simple, man. I mean, uh, there's actually, an, it, I'll, I'll find a picture a little bit later in the show. There's a really nice, I think Backyard Grow Dad has a really nice hempy system set up. And so one of those things where it's got one Achilles heel, which is the float valve. So make sure that float valve cl stays clean. Get someone to go check that once every couple days and you're good to go, man. I mean, there's not too much else. Right on, right on. All right, let's see here. All right, man, let's hit the cannabis news here. After that, we're going to get into the grow talk. Yeah. All right, man. We've already so, been talking grow, man. I just got done talking hippies, man. Why you got to be, man, sessions? All right, we'll talk about sessions. Just what you got? It seems like bummer, the... Bummer, man. It, it is a Ruined bummer. High. Right? So anyway, sessions is, is a weird dude, man. He's like one of those dudes that says that things are bad but doesn't have any good things to steer you towards, you know? And so he's just he's talking sessions. We must create and foster a culture that's hostile to drug use. So he's up there just grouping everything. I guess he's grouping cannabis in with opiates and and you know all that well, stuff. Well, okay, this particular article is out of the cannabis. He doesn't even mention cannabis. Absolutely, in it, but there are things that. What's that? I, I, I agree. This is about opioids, okay? But the point is, this is the same guy that's going after cannabis, right? This guy don't understand cannabis because, in his mind, he thinks it's a gateway to opioids, and. 
of course, there's alcohol. There's all sorts, you know, there's all. And I mean, let's not forget that alcohol is one thing that's absolutely a gateway. I mean, it's the first thing that people get fucked up on, you know, and it's one of those. Yeah, the first time I like got yeah a couple times alcohol took my inhibitions down to try cannabis. And that's when I realized you don't do both these. I ripped a bong hit one time at a party and ended up just hurling off their deck being like, okay, and then you got a bad impression of cannabis in your head, which is stupid. But anyway. Yeah, I just um, I, I just think that he this guy he goes around saying grouping everything all in one big bundle. And I mean, if you're gonna look at the opioid epidemic, people go to doctors to get those things. I mean, I I know that there's heroin and, and stuff like that where you know that bypasses the doctors. Um, but for the most part, what this opioid epidemic really is about is about these pill mills and about this culture of going to the doctor and getting 240 Percocets every month, man. And the doctor saying well, you gave me your two hundred dollars, right? As long as you gave me your 200 bucks, we're good to go. You know, I'll see you next if month. If they're going to really focus on this opiate shit with, uh, with you know, what's it? Now, I always get the I always say opiates, right? What's opi- There's opioids and opiates, correct? It doesn't matter, man. Pills that contain, you know, heroin. Is it basically the- derived from, from, from okay. heroin, from opium. Or the, the fentanyl thing, which... Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, all, all the same shit, just different degrees. So of. if they're really going to focus on that, you know, here's the good and bad, the good. Hopefully it's not much of a problem, but it's really in a roundabout effed up way because in this article, back in May, Sessions reversed um, the effort from the Obama era uh, Justice Department that called on federal prosecutors to rein in the use of long mandatory minimum sentences for some drug criminals and to focus on their resources elsewhere. That's what Obama era wanted. Sessions is now directing prosecutors to pursue the toughest punishments against against most suspects. That's where if I was like a guy that I didn't care or was investing my money, I'd be scratching my head being like, hmm, prison systems, privately ran prison systems, probably a good time to invest, right? They're going to probably, I mean, if they're going to get these mandatory minimums back in place and then do the old school stupid shit where they try to just do like the scare, we're like catching people. If you're caught with X amount of pills, you're mandatory minimum, man, five years, you're right, in there. Right. Shit like that is insane. We have more people in prison now than ever, of course. And depending on how they do this drug war, um, that they haven't called it that yet against opiates. I mean, it's weird. I feel like they create it. And then they figure out a way to make money off of it. Yeah, imagine that. Anyway, I, I just think that these are all coming from they, these guys, all the manufacturers, manufacturers of these pills, which are the gateway drug to heroin. What happens is these people start on these pills, then they can't get the pills anymore. And they go, well, heroin, you know, the same active ingredients in heroin. Just get me some of that. And then it all goes downhill <laughs> from there. You know, I probably all start going downhill when they start doing the pills. But I, I just for some reason. I, I, go ahead. But you see, there's a factory that makes those pills that's actually paying guys like Donald Trump and Jeff Sessions. They're donating to leave them the fuck alone. You know, so it's it's yeah. it's so insane. And I, what really bums me out is they just group all these drugs together. I mean, it maybe if you were to have high quality recreational marijuana nationally, people would be satisfied with it. It would definitely help out. Yeah, yeah. People definitely people would, would say, Hey, out. you know what? When I want to get really fucked up, I can smoke this fucking crazy, you know, seventy five percent you know, distillate or whatever the fuck it is, you know, wax or concentrate. And it can, and, therapy too, right? Cannabis can make you think about other things when you get you could probably you know, I've I've gotten plenty high after a day of uh, partying or a long weekend of drinking too much and been like, dude, and I start thinking about why you, why you pounding beers like that? It does nothing. Think about what it's, what it does for you as far as the negative aspects. Sure. And I could see the same thing come over. Cause sometimes, you know, cannabis makes you go into deep thoughts where you'd probably think about, man, why, why am I popping those? All right, let's wrap the news, man. Let's take a break here. Come back with some grow talk, grow store, check in. 
as well as what's going on in the grow, guys. Check it all out, dudegrows.com. And, yeah. you know, smoke a little weed during the break. Be right back. <laughs> To the grow talk a little bit. Uh, yeah, hey, can I give a little shout through? out, man? Can I throw a bit of love first, man? To, oh to, shit, I didn't even. Make, I got a grow store check in. Yeah, man, our boys over at Michigan Hydro and Garden Center just got hooked up with the recharge, man. So Michigan is so strong. I might have to go out there next week, man. I don't know. Yeah, Good I time. mean, I need. I you've gone like two or three times now. I'd yeah, love to get out to Michigan. Come on, let's do it, um, man. But 
Man, it seems like we find out about these things a week before. Yeah, yeah. That's how you like to travel. That's how Scotty Rowe likes to travel. That's up. right. That's right. Who was it was telling me? Somebody, I was, I was listening to like the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, it was Henry Rollins travels and he has his secretary book him someplace and she doesn't tell him where he's, book, where, where he's being booked. So he just gets, on a, gets his ticket and is like, oh, I'm going here now. Cool. That's a guy that likes to travel, <laughs> right? Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, you'd know once you got to the gate. Not so much of a surprise. <laughs> right. Unless they don't tell you if you're going tropical or Arctic. <laughs> then you just got to pack everything. All right, let's go into the Grow Talk, man. Grow we got the uh, dividing wall from uh, Karma Canna. Nice. Hey, y'all, I'm currently building out my small one-car garage and want to put a dividing wall down the middle to separate my veg and flower. My idea was to staple nail and tape panda paper along the ceiling and walls and secure it to a board running along the floor. I'm thinking of going this route in case I need to take down quick and don't have to dismantle a true framed wall. So do you think this will work? And what should I do about airflow between the rooms and still keeping it light tight? Hmm. The only thing I don't like about this is when you trip and you fall through your wall. <laughs> like, like, there's happen. no structure there at all. You know what? The um, only thing I don't like about it is I think it, where, depending on your airflow, it's going to make a belly, meaning that the airflow is going to either go, uh, the, it's going to flex on one side or the other. So you might need to put something up. Like uh, um, you might need to put up like uh, one or two two by fours just so you have some kind of a cross brace to, to staple something to. I mean, it's absolutely the easiest and um, inexpensive way to do it, right? One Black of them. and white. I want to say I might have gone cheaper before, which is just taking the two-inch foam and just wedging it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Wedging it right up against the ceiling. No tools, no nothing. <laughs> There's no... <laughs> Thank you very much. Gotcha. <laughs> Using a foam board, I'm a fan. I mean, that would be... You know, and just having your bottom line of two by the foam. Don't forget, um, if you did that, you would get, if you did the two inch foam, it would give you a little bit of sound insulation, sound dampening too, which might you might can still help. fall through it just as easy, pretty much. Oh, yeah. A little bit more rigid, but <laughs> yeah. easily repairable. That's why I love building rooms out of foam board because I'm not a carpenter, and all you need is a razor blade. Yeah, um, you sell foam in a can when you fuck it up, man. But we're talking about the stuff that has a silver sound. Um, I think it's silver on one side. It's over at Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever. You know, they have that uh, stuff. I, That's half-inch or five-eighths inch foam. Um, for about twice as much, you can get a two-inch sheet of foam. It's all white. looks like styrofoam that they'd make a styrofoam cup out of. You would have to put panda cloth on top of that. But two inches is a lot of insulation, man. It's a, that's really thick, man. So... Um, you might want to just consider going and getting two or three sheets of that. Worst case scenario, you could just pull them down and uh, stack them in the garage. And it looks like something you should have in your garage anyway, you know, a little insulation. Yeah. Yeah. I would go with something a little rigid. I mean, plus you want to be able to share air between the two. Like I share air between um, my two mm -hmm. rooms and but I have two by four walls and you got to do it. So there's no light leaks. Right. So you got to run like an S. So you have your one room. You have your ducting going, you know, it's up at the top of the room, and then it goes down through in between your walls, and so the S is out, so there's no light share. So if one room's on a vegetative cycle and the other's on a bloom cycle, you can't have the light from the vegetative. So that's a good way to do it. I did it with rigid, or I should say my neighbor, did it with rigid HVAC ducting. You could do it with uh, just your flex duct um, and figure out a creative way to mount it. Um, but that way you won't have light sharing through. Um, and I'll make a video, actually. I'll try and make a note to make that as my next video over on the Dude Grows YouTube channel. 
Yeah, I mean, you can um, but, you can also you just have put a can fan uh, on the floor if you want to circulate air through through both the rooms. I just put a can fan on the floor, have uh, uh, two hoses going to it, and just have one going to the middle of one room, and then having it going just right to the other room, you know, right right through the wall to the other room to circulate the air. It's really easy with that foam also to cut. Uh, little vents in there, you know, return vents yeah. and things like that. I mean, literally, you just use a, a duck knife to do it or any kind of knife to do it. Yeah, good point. I mean, because that foam is going to support your ducting way better, right? Than uh, just a thinking about how black to cut and white with a pen knife. Don't use a pen knife, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just really easy. And I mean, they're what fifteen, twenty bucks for a four by eight sheet. You really, they really, um, you kind of wedge them. They have enough uh, uh, support you know, strength to uh, stand on their own and where like the five ace board, you really got to back it with something, just something to think about. This reminds me, I actually got a sample of uh, some of this tape from the hydro farm rep out yeah, here. I was just thinking we got to exactly talk about tape called. next, man. What kind of tape you got? But it's just ridiculously. I mean, I'm like, what's up with this tape? Is it stronger than grill? You know, t- gorilla, gorilla Shh, tape sued, is the, uh, man? <laughs> is the, yes. It's the strongest I know. And he's like, all I can tell you, dude, is don't put this on anything that you want to get it off of or remove. He's like, but it's great for building grow rooms. I know what that is, man. I seen this when I was watching Modern Marvels, man. They had this. It was like VF something tape. And it was like stuff they would actually put windows in with it. Where in high rises, they would just put this tape on, on like double sided tape and just stick the windows to it with it. It was that strong, man. Fucking crazy. Nice. Yeah, you can hook up all your shit you need. I got good, uh, the black and white poly, different styles, zippers and stuff if you're going to rig your own zipper doors between rooms. So if you do have a gross, uh, gross store, check out some of the uh, the hydrofarm shit. I like that air conditioning right. duct tape. A lot of times you can find that duct tape. It's like two inches wide. Oh, the silver, silver HVAC tape? Yeah, and it's this thin piece of metal with adhesive on it. Uh, it works really good to bond like dissimilar surfaces because you can also staple on that. You know, if you need to, you can, you know, if, if that doesn't bond to, you know, popcorn ceiling or whatever, you can kind of staple on top of that. And it works really good. Hell but yeah. Let Vis us know Queen, what you do. Visqueen and Panda Cloth. Man, ain't nothing better than Panda Cloth. Black on one side, what on the other. <laughs> so I just envisioned if he does set up the black and white poly walls, like set up a camera system if you're ever... It'd be like just funny as shit to see somebody like carrying two water cans and then get tripped up on a branch and then fall through one wall into the other room. Yeah, please. As long as everybody's okay, no plants are hurt, it would be funny. Yeah, so we need to see that, man. Thanks, Karma Canna. Trying to think if I've ever uh, fallen into the canopy of my grow before. I must have. (laughs) Let's go on to backyard. Grow Dad, race car update. Hey, and PM question. What's check up? this out really quick. This is a race car, but this is the fucking kind of race car that's going to finish the uh, finish the race, man. Check this thing out. It's a Hempy race car. Oh, his Hempy system yep. that you're talking yep. about? Take it a look. Take a look, man. Looking great. And he's got a frame OG over it. Check this out, man. All right. He has got, uh, yeah, great pictures here. You guys should check this out. Central Res. Um, he's got irrigation going out Hempy style to his four huge containers. They look like... I don't know, 30 to 40 gallons? Those are those, uh, shoot, those are the ones I used to use, the rope tubs. I can't remember what they are. They're almost 30 gallons, I want to say, something like that. All right. Yeah. Let's see here. Did you see what up to all my brothers and sisters in the grow world? They can't be 32 gallons. A big, giant garbage can is 32 gallons. What do you think they are, like 18 gallons or something? There I know go. it fits a single that. bag of can. If you do, if you're setting up as a hempy and the bottom's filled with perlite, it's one bag of can of cocoa. Fifty liters, man. I was talking to my kid this morning. Why is soda the only thing that still uses liters, man? 
Why is what? Soda. They, they no, have two-liter bottles. Why are man. we the only people that still use gallons I, but, and feet and inches? But what are they trying to sell that to us back in the day through the soda and it didn't work and they abandoned ship or something? Everything else is in gallons, man. You know, ounces. They're in liters. <laughs> All right. Deep thoughts, man. 50 liters. Um, 50 liter buckets. Greetings, dude. Scotty Guru, Trip, and Jude. Yeah. <laughs> love from the Backyard Grow Dad and Super Upright. Portland, Oregon. Here's a little video of my grow this year. As you know, it's just too easy to pull off a harvest like this. Yes, it is. Knock on wood, of course. My question is, how do you guys recommend dealing with a little bit of powdery mildew on one of these girls that's primarily on one quadrant, if you will, of the plant? So it's a little bit quadrant, so it's 25%, right, maybe, right. something like that. Um, or four quadrants, a whole quadrant. <laughs> Quad means four. Anyway. Nothing crazy, just some spotty leaves and spotting near the baby sugar leaves on some of the lower B and C branches. Definitely nothing in or on the buds that I can see. Sure. No real need for picks. I imagine y'all can imagine. I imagine. Um, that said, this gorgeous this gorgeous lazy garden is in week six of flower. Everything is moving along nicely. About to start winter frost next week, maybe. So foyer is out of the question. Um, yeah, wait, just use your frost when you know you got about, you know, 10 days left or a couple of Wait, if they look like that, uh, why is foliar out of the question? Um, I, I think this is probably an earlier picture. I'm, I'm assuming of his garden cause he says he's six weeks into bloom. Oh, gotcha. Um, in this first picture. And then you can see in the next picture, they're a little taller. Um, and then in the last picture they're there. Oh, what? He's got even a bug in there. Um, anyway, check these pictures all out guys. Uh, the show notes, dudegrows.com. Grow posts. Uh, so anyway, that being said, foliar is out of the question. What's what's left? I mean, I would spray something on the leaves, man. I was gonna say just like a you know an aerated compost tea or a light recharge mix or something to outcompete the PM. But what do you think? Uh, yeah, the PM starting is he's kind of making like not a big deal. You got a couple weeks left. It is a big deal, dude. You don't want that shit spreading at all. If you see one little bit, there's more of it than you than you can even see it with your own eyes. Right. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give it up to. Uh, I used to use and actually have some videos over on Dude Grows. This happened to me when I was I forgot what strain I was running, but I had about two weeks left in flower and almost the same situation except indoors. Right. Um, I use ATAC from Optic Foyer because it doesn't have any sort of you know funk smell to it. I wasn't trying to spray it right in the flowers. This was a constant battle of keeping, like he said, his PM isn't in the flowers, uh-huh. of keeping your PM from getting to your flowers. Uh, so I would I had to go in and spray like once every four to five days and keep on it um, because and it has a little bit of the co- uh, copper sulfate in it is what's in it but it's such trace amounts you don't smell you can't smell jack um, and transport which gets it in the leaf which makes it kick ass so that would be my pick because it's not a funky thing and you could use it now and you can continue to use it I used it up until I think it was like a week before harvest when I knew even if it came back a little it wouldn't matter right. Um, but because I, I don't want a murky spray, you said recharge and what? Oh, I was just saying some kind of aerated compost tea if it's not too late, you know, or, yeah. or you know, yeah, because you're I put it recharge and kind of in that same category, something that's yeah, going to so outcompete like the, the uh, the the uh, pathogens, yeah. I mean, the other thing, if you don't have access to any of this jazz, if you want to be persistent. Um, uh, go ahead and try if you're spraying. This is almost an everyday thing. Every other day, you got to keep on it. But I sprayed pH nine water to make the leaf surface un, un um, habitable. I guess you'd say for the PM spores, like they don't like that high pH. There's got to be a certain pH. I don't want to use the terms to say it kills it or whatever, but it definitely helped by changing the pH, uh, the the leaf surface pH. 
So nice. That's actually a good one, man. Because they, they the residual. Do, they do have the what's it called? Electrically oxidized water too, where you right. change the pH All right, without having down to now. put a pH <laughs> adjuster in there. It changes it through a like oxidation reduction reaction in it. And those are like the, a wand. No, I mean they're more like uh, you know the like pH water that they sell it like as a health product. It's basically the same concept. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's how they do that. If you if you don't have access to any of this shit and you have a health food store bio, you can buy. Yeah, my it has pH nine water and yeah, bottled but up. It, it's not pH with a chemical pH adjuster. It's all it is is plain water that has a pH of nine instead. Gotcha. And they have uh, they're like pretty expensive machines that can make that word interesting um, man. so he should go buy one of those machines <laughs> that's what i'm hearing <laughs> all right backyard grow dad i think we covered all and one that. last thing um, if keep, they are on yeah. little b and c buds and you've got some powdery mildew starting there you might want to remove those man you know yeah good point yes. mechanical remove yep yeah get them well, off i don't have there. a mechanical uh, remover man so i just remove them by hand Scissors, mechanical <laughs> remover. All right, let's move on to what do we got, man? I'm going to do a quick shout-out. Spectrum King LED. Um, you heard me talking here. It's going to be a little bit. Uh, Guru's just getting some cuts now, I believe. But hopefully within two months or less, we're going to be going into a balloon grow-off with two 600s, man. And uh, I don't know. what We're going to have a bunch of different fun with it. We'll make some different rules. We're going to probably test for potency. We'll uh, we want to get a little board for flavor, a little little mini DGC uh, cup between me and Guru. How about that? Uh, we're growing two different strains. I mean, the same strains. Right. Two. What are the strains? It's Do you know a yet? Three hundred three Kush and a purple, or it's called Perps. It's a super grape strain. All right, through. Th- all right, all from the same cut, except each contestant, if you will, can of course choose their own growing style, their own inputs. The only thing that's the same here is the lighting. Um, so I like it, man. I'm pumped to do it. Um, we're going to get that stuff hooked up. We'll be getting videos out more to you guys, uh, weekly of each garden and uh, participation, uh, bringing it back on the YouTube channel. So if you guys were digging dude grows YouTube channel, get back over there and check it out. I know some people just dig on the videos and that's totally fine. Um, if you want to check out spectrum Kings, uh, go to spectrumkingled.com. coupon code dude SK, uh, will hook you up. And I just noticed Scotty, I didn't even, I didn't even plan this. I swear to God, What's that? The next question is called this. The next question is called, oh, no, more LED talk from Chuck Me Enough. I actually and it did plan it and just moved it. Just put it right in front of your face, dude. You see how slick I am, right. man? You didn't even know. Let's you cover it, then, since we're on the subject. <laughs> Chuck Me Enough says, how's it hanging? <laughs> Sorry, dude. No worries. No worries. Because <laughs> anyhow, now that my Mars Hydro lights, oh, my Mars Hydro lights are starting to get burned diodes, I'm ready to purchase a new light for flowering. I'm down to two options. The Duo Lux 600 or the Spectrum King 400 Plus. Look, I got to talk to you about the Duo Lux. Just the name right there, Duo Lux. I'm suspect. <laughs> I'm suspect right there. Would you not be su- would you be suspect of somebody if who what's you guys name? We are the Spectrum King. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to build your you got to build your brand. Um anyway, I, I know a lot of the DGC. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, you know, we are, you know, Spectrum King is a sponsor, so we're gonna keep. I'm gonna, you know, take that, take this with a grain of salt, but we are gonna be objective about this. Uh, we asked Guru to take a look at the, at the Duo Lux 600, so we're gonna just look under the hood and see what's up with it, man. 
Yeah, what do you what do you what do you got here? We uh, uh the dual on the Duolux six hundred guru. So, so du- well, so Duolux means it's doing it's got two different sets of diodes. It's got uh, these bridge lux diodes, which are the real small ones, and then it's got the the Cree diodes, which are those four big ones in the middle. So it's doing two things at once. Go guru. And they're not really transparent on which diodes they're using, so it could be any number of things. It looks like a Chinese rebrand, and most of the times when it looks like a Chinese rebrand. It is a Chinese. It re-brand. is a Chinese rebrand. <laughs> um, and Spectrum King puts all their lights through tempo tests, and it's like the most comprehensive test a light fixture can go through. And I mean, they're that's like their star of the show. So, what's it called? A what tempo test? test? I think it's thermoelectrical mechanical. Uh, photo. I can't. But, I can't remember. What's what What's it mean though? It means you're getting 400 watts, or you know, I mean, it means you're getting the lumens that they say. What, it means uh, everything's run through an integrated sphere, which is like the most accurate way to measure the output of a light. That's how they've come up with PPF measurements and can figure out PPFD from that. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, as far as this Duolux goes, let's be objective. I mean, uh, what do you think about the components that are in there from what you can see? Uh, you can't really tell and not good from, I mean, from, from the look, it definitely looks like a Chinese rebrand light. Well, bottom line, man, when you get the price point here, you know, he's saying he's going to go, you can use coupon code dude SK over at spectrum King and get $70 off of 400 plus brings it down to like six thirty, I think. Um, what was this other light? 1200 bucks. I think, man, I thought, I yeah, thought it had a list yeah. price, 1200 bucks. I don't know what they'll actually sell it here for, but. No, hit it up. Plus, SK is going to have your back full on, man. You got issues, whatever. Give them a call, and they're going to, you know, they're going to hook it. That's Me important. And, you know, I'm not man. trying to. Be- if all they got is just, uh, you know, a, sh- a container of lights from China, and they're like, hey, we're going to buy 24 of them or 50 of them and start this business out, and you know, 12 of them, you know, 10, or I should say, 10 percent goes bad. Man, a lot of times these guys aren't prepared for that. We're like, I don't, I don't have enough to, you know, replacement parts or replacement lights. So yeah, make sure you're dealing with a company that's reputable as well. Totally, man. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to rename also, if you guys are down, the show to Podcast King as well. <laughs> just because uh, I'm just fucking. No, I, I just got I just jokes, man. Jokes and jokes and jokes. Anyway, thank you very much for chiming in there. Let us know what you do. Chuck me a nug. Um, and uh, yeah, enjoy if you pick up an SK. Yes. Uh, pimp your god. All right. Let's see here. Uh, make sure you check out the reflectors you need, too. There's a few different reflector options over on their site for their 400. Um, I think it's a 90 and a 120, and um, there's secretive talk also of the low profiles coming. So we'll see. Well, the right. uh, 600 is a hell of a lot lower profile than the 400 was. Yeah, definitely a bit thinner. Yeah. Toggling through my tabs here, and Jeff Sessions' beady eyes are He is a weird-looking dude, man. I mean, he could dress up like uh, Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies for Halloween. Totally, dude. Perfect. That'd be perfect. Yeah. He should be that for how much. <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> All right, All Photoshop, right, Jay Maestro. No, no you, you stay away from Jeff Sessions, Maestro. <laughs> Bud Nicholson says, too top or not too top. Uh, we're talking about topping your plants, guys, taking the tops right out of them to different degrees. Uh, my question is, you guessed it, shall I let the top cola and the plant express itself as usual? Or... Should I top and scrog these puppies? I'm running seven Hellsfire OG clone from the vault. One DJ's gold clone from the vault. One Raspberry Diesel from Seed. And the HSO loved the wood 
seed case. Interesting. Wood seed case. Anywho, I stepped up to seven gal smart pots running a whole whack of organic inputs. I love it. I love that description. So what you growing with, man? Just a whole whack of organic inputs. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm uh, the last button. person to ever say anything about like neatness and tidiness or whatever. But since it's a picture and since you can't judge me, <laughs> man, I'm looking at just the setup here, man. And I'm seeing just the way you got your timers on the floor and take like five minutes and organize those, man, because those are going to, that's going to come back to bite you in the ass. Like you see the, how those timers actually, they've got a real weak motor that powers the, uh, that, that turns that dial, that physically turns. Oh that yeah. Dial. It could be just leaning up against yeah, anything and screw it up. Leaning up against that cord like that. It's got a little tab too, that sticks out. Um, that could just be enough to keep it from turning and that could be enough to keep your shit from watering or your light from turning on and off. And uh, I've definitely had failures from stuff like that. So, all right, now that Scotty's ripped on your setup, no, no, I'm no. going to tell you about your plants. No, I'm just kidding. Top them. No, it's a good tip for sure. Yeah, uh, depend. Like he's growing a variety of genetics here. So if I'm growing uniform genetics, one gene- one strain, depending on the plant, and you know, I'm sometimes I'm going to top, sometimes I'm going to not. For a variety of genetics, I might want to top the more aggressive one in the back corner there that looks like it's maybe six, eight inches taller than some of your others. If you have, I I try to get uniform canopy. Some people just top for production. They're like, look, instead of having this one big top, I want to get these six kind of big tops. Yeah, like I'm looking at the closest one from the, it's the, on the left-hand side, the second one back. That one there has potential. That whole bottom, that whole base can come up and be and be a big, nice, thick plant. But you got to get rid of that top. That's that one top that's uh, attached to the the stake. Yeah, I usually don't know myself until I get growing with it because I'm not worried fully if it, it could be a schedule thing. Also, it could be like shit, dude. This thing's getting tall. I need well, to top it. Single plant. And then be, be on the, what's the up? single plant is not going to get any. Is the, the one next to it? Second plant and second, you know, over to to the right. That thing's going to grow one decent sized bud on it, and you're not going to get shit for yield off that thing. If you cut that top off, I see three three potential tops coming out of the bottom. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I said, but if you want to get, you know, make sure if you do top, you're not going to bloom within. Eh, give it a week. Don't go to, you know, don't top and go right to bloom. Some people have. It's not going to totally kill you, but it will affect your yield. You want those new tops to uh, come out, get a little growth on them, right. and then go to bloom. But yeah, otherwise, I like to sometimes see what a plant's going to do. With its own potential, you know, maybe that would be a question also for our grow-off if we should not be able to allow to top our plants. Um, what? Because I like what? to see how... It, what? How, <laughs> you don't like that, huh? No. So you're saying always top then. You always I'm, top. I always top. Yeah, always. And I'm setting the net too, so I need to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah. Try and do what you can do to get a uniform canopy. And according to Scott, always top because you're going to get more yield. You just get three or four tops out of it instead of one. Yeah. No, I hear you. I agree. I agree. I was just saying Not sometimes I like to see what the lady's going to do on her own. See a green. Do on her own. With, see a green. One big bud. Sometimes you'll grow together. a strain that is just shooting straight up and you look at it and you're like, man, if I top it, I don't really see what I'm gaining out of it. There's not much below it. I'm, I'm just going to top this, all you know, your cuts so. for you. So you have to. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, let us know what you do, bud. Nicholson, you guys get <coughs> your grow talk up over at dudegrows.com. Much appreciated working through it and love to hear all these questions. I could not think of all of them myself. Um, as far as what's going on, man, let's do what's going on in uh, my grow. I don't know what Scotty's got got going on. I'm, in just, I'm just watching. I'm living vicariously through you, dude. <laughs> 
What happened? You got a video up over what, what at YouTube, here, dude grows. What's up? Looks like they're sun bleached, man. <laughs> what are you talking I'm about? I'm looking at your Harlequin. Holy shit, man. You sucked all the all the chlorophyll out of these things. These fuckers are ready, huh? Yeah, that was uh that video was about three days before chop day. Holy shit, man. Um and I got crazy purples this time, like really good purples. I did, and I, I guess I don't know if my temperatures fluctuated too much more than the last time I grew it. And when I showed it to Moby Dill, he's like, "See what I'm saying, man?" Because he says you can. Somebody we had covered a grow talk question or subject matter of um, cuts changing, right? Like the first time you bring in a cut, you grow it out and you have your first result. Right. The second time, it's the same cut. Moby Dill's saying he gets different results three or four times until it's. I don't know if it's you know my environment, but this harvest of Harlequin came out way more purple than the other one and i'm not sure same what i did i mean nutrients cut. were different you're taking your same exact cut. that doesn't make no sense yeah. man i mean there's probably some parameters you know i didn't keep fully tra- i probably got a cooler swing in temperatures yeah, i mean the cut's the one uh, uh, uh constant um i mean not all the time it depends i think it depends on what maybe stresses <laughs> are different are constant i don't know cut the genetics aren't, aren't true. Very, I mean, you can't, I guess you can't argue that. I can't. But regardless, the thing came out beautiful. Check out the video. I'm going to be making some more oil. Um, and as well as I like token on it, it's like I said, it's so crazy when you rub it, you look at it and you see how many trikes there are. And as a somebody not knowing, you'd be like, dude, this is going to give me eyes shit. Right. And it just doesn't. It just doesn't, which is the first time I've had this. So it's not it's kind of blowing my oh mind. Oh, my still. God. I totally don't want to smoke that. <laughs> <laughs> so been digging it though been really getting uh, this is probably the seventh or eighth day now medicinally enjoying and taking the oil i did take a teaspoon you know i'm like you know when i should use this oil i'm like right before i go to bed and it worked great i slept i mean i usually toss and turn a little get some shoulder pain adjustments right. from whatever i'm gonna move this way for this and uh did great so i'm excited to be able to get this into uh people like my folks and other people that haven't used cannabis much that uh, won't get that bad i won't say bad bad for them high. right or maybe good for them i don't know some people, <laughs> hey, some people definitely think um, other than that in my grow gonna have some more videos coming the two napa fires are looking fabulous under the uh, closet cases they're two weeks into bloom. Um, I'm worried. I mean, I'm, I'm like, Scotty, the one show, you're like, I don't know, man, 140 watts. I'm like, dude, these plants, because they're stretching right now. They're two weeks into right. bloom. I don't know how much more they're going to stretch. And I don't, I've never grown with 140 watt light. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm like, where's my threshold between plant size and it's going to get too big for that light. But so far, everything's looking freaking great. I'm excited to see what a 280 watts are going to turn out. Me too. So I really am you, because that's a game changer. If you can flower with a 140 watt um, is it yeah, 140 watt light. Jesus, that's a game changer, man. Game changer. It is. I just now when heat. I go into my garden, everybody Dude, I used to have Go ahead. I was going to say it used to be if you wanted a real light, it was a 315 and it started making heat. It, not even before that, it was a 400 back in the day. And it would uh yeah, it would just make a lot of heat, man. So you'd have to start climate controlling and a little air conditioner and all that shit. So, yeah, I find that interesting. They, You're telling me, man, my first setup was what was it? It was uh a, okay, it was a T5 8 bulb. That's 400 watts. Right. Not air cooled or anything, yeah, of course, in my I, smaller I, room. Is, is a T5 really the first real setup, man? How much how much bud were you getting out of a T5? No, that was my veg. That was right. my veg prep. 
for my HID room, which was two six hundreds and a thousand. And you had you had climate so that, problems there, right? Like that, you know. Once you start, dealing it was with, always running on the edge, yeah. man. It was always like my my little portable AC was just. I, I'd have to check on it. I didn't always have confidence. Yeah, you could say. do that with four uh, hundred and forty watt lights, man. That's a game. That's much different, you know. I love it. All right, let's get ready to. Uh, Man, let's get ready to put it in a bag. Do some shout-outs. Deal, man. Deal. Fire it up, Guru. Fire it up. We got the bluegrass green and K2 LED. What's up? Funky hippie. Bessies. One, two, two, three. Sancho G and Ice Friction. Yeah, I like that. KNX Kyle 82 and Cannabis <laughs> Reporter. Tuna B. What's up, Alaska Grower? All right. Don't forget about Ron G and Jim, a.k.a. WB. Oh, I thought that was Hi Micah. <laughs> <laughs> No-Till Dank 420, Bong Hitman, and last but not least, Show 420. It. Take it all easy, stay higher, guys. Be real and uh, have a fabulous, a fabulous holiday weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Peace out. Take it easy, dude. Some people love to play up the deck, yeah, we get happy for noon, and when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a tune, it's just weed, it's just weed, I like to keep a good buzz on, 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 it's just weed, it's just weed, in my toolbox there's a bone, some people start their day with a pill, it's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to keep the good balls on, on, on. It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long. Yeah. Big man, catch you riding high. Oh, we're gonna lock you in a cage. No. If you wonder why he hates the dank, just look at how he's being paid. Now, don't lock up me for smoking weed.